welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Thank you for joining us today for the Digital Broker Podcast, where we discuss insurance operations. This is brought to you by Indio Technologies. If you don't know Indio, you should check them out. They make getting data from your prospects and clients easy. It kind of makes you look cool before you even have to get into the whole sales pitch game. I dig them. You should at least have a fundamental understanding of why you're not using the heck out of them today. I think it'll help your agency. Um, today, I'm lucky I get to hang out with Olivia Schmidt. So who are you, Olivia? I'm Olivia Schmidt. Uh, I've been in the insurance industry about 14 years, almost 14 and a half. Uh, I started out in commercial lines as an account manager, did that for a little over nine years and have been in a management role for a few years now, working with a small, a small business team in our agency. So I uh, have spent my entire career at Tricor Insurance, which is a, a Midwest agency based out of uh, Lancaster, Wisconsin. So that's, that's where I'm from. I actually live in Dubuque, Iowa. So that's, that's where I'm from. All right, cool. Actually, it was funny. I was at a conference two weeks ago hanging out with a guy from Payne West, maybe? Are they at a debut? Or maybe it's the other one. It's uh, the big CMB. Oh, yeah. CMB. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, their small commercial guy was at our uh, at our spot at one of the Assurex meetings. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So Dubuque, you know, it's like one of those things I don't hear very often, but then when I hear it, it just comes a lot, you know, so. <laughs> So you deal with a lot of small commercial accounts, a lot of uh, select business. Do you guys have a revenue threshold? Uh, so we actually based it on premium size of, of 10,000 in premium and smaller. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was a little easier to extract that uh, when, a, when a producer's looking at an account and trying to estimate the size of it. So. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast. I'd also like to say, you know, please join our uh, LinkedIn community. If you don't know it, just search for the Digital Broker on LinkedIn. We are trying to figure out how to build more engagement there. We're starting to get quite a few individuals there. And so I'll be interested to see how that matures and uh, how we all can help each other. And so I think it's interesting today. We've got Olivia, who's kind of a select accounts expert and, you know, select accounts is an interesting niche. You know, when I say select account, I really mean small commercial accounts that are below some revenue threshold. And you guys have a, a strategic niche for small commercial. Do you guys go after that, Olivia? Uh, so we, we tend to go after it just by the way that our agency is built. So, you know, we have 29 locations. Over half of them are in small communities. Small communities typically going to be built of small businesses. Okay. Yeah. And I think that selects kind of an interesting niche. I mean, we we're talking before we got on because operation, a lot of times when I think of niches, what I think about is stacking clients that are similar in the risks that they have, at least as we talk about it from the context of an agency and getting enough volume in there that it makes sense to kind of staff around that. Is that how you, how would you define a niche? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that uh, that's that's a great way to define it. I mean, you know, you want to be able to staff around that. You want to build expertise around that. You want to be able to market and cater specifically to a certain type of client and really build that value between the agency and the client. Um, and when you 
when you're able to kind of group your clients together, it's so much easier to be very specific in the way that you target them. Otherwise you just, you're just blanketing. Like you're trying to, you're trying to grab everybody. Right. And it, it's so much easier if you can be specific in the way that you're uh, either marketing for prospects or trying to uh, bring service in some way to your existing clients. Yeah. I, I think that I, I agree with that completely because when I see like operational maturity, right? I look at that a lot in agencies. An agency that has defined its target clients, right? If it knows what it wants to go after, it says, hey, look, these are the things that we can do better than anybody else. Those are typically more efficient and profitable than organizations that are like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to eat the world, everything. And, and so let's break down some of the areas that you talked about. So one of the key areas I think is staffing right? If we have a niche, staffing becomes more impactful, right? Walk me through that. Why do you, why is that? So, I mean, your, your account managers can know a specific industry inside and out. Um, I think that it allows the producers as well to build a name for themselves in an industry, build that referral pipeline because they're a recognized expert uh, in you know a certain type of business, we've been very successful in building programs around schools and municipalities. We have uh, a hospitality program, and we have found that the biggest success comes from you know allowing a producer to really pick something that they're passionate about, you know, get well educated from an insurance standpoint, and uh, account managers tend to follow suit, and they're able to be incredible resources to their clients. I mean, I think from the producer standpoint, if I can niche out, my goal would be to become an authority in X niche, right? Or an X vertical, however we want to define this collection, this specialty. Because if I do that and I put out content on LinkedIn and I write on Medium and I do all the things, I should have like, a, I should be able to drive business to me. You say that I'm the automotive uh, risk expert of the Southeast, you know, Henry, Henry. And I mean, that guy would, anybody who has an automobile, automobile dealership would want to do business with that individual. Right. 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 So yeah, I mean, you, you're, and not only that, like your dollar goes so much further from a marketing standpoint, obviously you're not trying to, like you said, just like, market to everybody. You're trying to be very specific in where you're targeting. Your content is easier to build because it's very specific. And yeah, I mean, the more you can become an authority in anything, the faster I think you're going to be able to grow that solid prospecting list. And that's really what every, every good producer wants. Well, I like that thought. I like what you said. So if I niche out a dollar that I spend on labor probably goes further. Because that labor knows that the problems more effectively. Say that you have, you know, Jim, who's been an account manager in trucking for eight years. Well, Jim's probably seen a lot, right? right. And, and Jim can probably just handle a ton of different problems very efficiently and effectively because that's kind of where he's been. I mean, so, they, so your, do, your dollar goes way further there from a value standpoint. I love the fact that you talk about marketing because I think that in so many agencies that I deal with, marketing is a producer centric thing. You know, it's really uh, anything that's not producer led is kind of an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, we can do some marketing, but it's not like it's a strategic push to drive X percentage of revenue through these channels. 
And I think like you said, if, if I niche out and I have a program that's substantive and, and really helps nursing homes, and then I've got staff, for, so now my carrier dollar is going further for value for the client, right? And so I think that that concept, when you look at niching and, and really stacking core expertise, the, that's a great thought. And, and I think that one of the problems for agencies that I see a lot is they think niche is volume. Like, hey, we have uh, $3 million of premium in this or $20 million in premium in that. So we're going to create a niche for it. And I, and I really don't think that volume has anything. It, it, it gives a justification to staff effectively. That's where you get caught in the catch-22. Right. You're, you're looking at a, at a niche that you want to get into. You've got four clients that you might be able to move out of some general pool over to that. But do you see people, do you see agencies get stuck in that sometimes? Do you, you guys ever? I think it can be easy. I think it's like the business kind of came in by a fluke. There was no intention behind it. And so then you start, uh, start creating something that doesn't really have any backbone, really. I mean, you may have the volume there, but you certainly haven't done anything to create the level of expertise at that point. And so I think it's, um, you're kind of working at it backwards at that point. And it's not impossible. I just feel like the road to really building that reputation within that industry is going to be longer than if you had kind of started from scratch from, you know, from the get go and, and then built and targeted specifically. From yeah. I think that, yeah. I mean, I think agencies have to have a really long term vision for that. Be I mean, if, because so often they're not going to want to bring in the expertise until they have the volume. Right. right. So they stick, right. uh, you know, an account manager that has some knowledge and a producer that has some knowledge. Now, I do think it's an interesting point. Like one of the things that uh, my loss control, my, the leader of uh, one of the loss control departments that I worked with at uh, in one of the agencies would always say that like 90% of the problems that came, maybe, maybe they said 85, but the majority of coverage problems that cropped up down the road were because producers were under under educated about the product that they were selling. And that's something that it sounds like niching would kind of help solve as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's that whole, what inch deep mile wide type theory where you, you just have kind of a, a shallow understanding of a whole bunch of things. It doesn't really, I don't think it really helps anybody. Um, you know, you're just on the tip of the iceberg, you know, enough to be dangerous. Whereas if you can be niche driven, you can, you know, go a mile deep. And so, you know, when it comes to uh, a new producer coming into the industry, it certainly allows them to learn one thing and really become that expert. They don't have to try and eat the entire elephant, you know, their first year in the industry. I think about my first year in the industry and I had to learn a lot because I had a very general book of business. Whereas if you're allowed to really just kind of hone in on one segment of business, build that expertise, build your confidence, build your knowledge, I think that's huge. I think that is just, if, if I'm a producer and I'm new to this industry, I, I want to be able to just kind of uh, sink my teeth into one thing and really run with that. And have some success, right? Right, right. Yeah, I see, I see producers stuck in select a lot. Um, and I, I'm not crazy about that because then it's hard for them to move upstream once they get used to kind of chasing, chasing that smaller stuff that wins quickly or loses quickly. Yeah. 
you know, and I, I can I can think back over, you know, 14 years in the industry and watching producers come in and seeing them, you know, it's like, well, they're kind of in that phase where they're just writing everything that calls. And it's like, you don't, nobody wants to see that repeat itself over and over, but it just, it tends to happen. If they could just be a little more specific in what they were going after and really start building that, I think that the the upside to that is huge. There may be a few things that they turn away along the way, but uh, but the upside down the road is yeah. If, if you can get the, if you can get a producer with discipline to turn something away, that makes me happy as hell because that means that they have a full pipeline. They've got confidence. You know, they're not pro, uh, quoting and praying. And you know, I, I think as we, I think niches are the future. Really, I mean, I think that as as agencies, I've got this example of a general agency that I know that has about 120 employees and they're about a $10 million shop. And I've got another agency that I know that's about a 20 million revenue company. That's 55 employees. So that's, uh, you know, 20 million at 55 or 10 million, 120. And the core differences are the class of business that they've chosen to write. One, the one with 120 employees has 35,000 clients. The one with 20 million and 55 has like 3000 clients. And so it's, it's, and they're hyper niched out, you know, and Chris Roman, he's a buddy of mine. Uh, he was at Elevate, you know, he is a hyper niched out uh, agency, you know, and they, they've been able to create extremely compelling value for their clients. They have, it's, they kind of sound a little bit like you guys, cause they have like 40 locations, they're retail shops. They deal with a lot of the Hispanics that are in Chicago. So they're in those communities and they do stuff that other agencies won't do. And so, you know, that, that is a super hyper niche that they, that they've mm-hmm. kind of figured out how to make work for them. Mm-hmm. And it's very efficient. I mean, when you look at their agency, they're at 50 million in revenue and 20 employees, I mean, at 200 employees at 20 employees, that'd be really nice. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, you know, that, that those are tangible, quantifiable benefits from going after, like you said, starting from the ground up and saying, no, we're, we're, we, we may do general business, but we're going to long-term have these areas of expertise. Right. And I think that it goes a long way in terms of creating carrier relationships. When you can build program business, you're not blasting the market trying to figure out where is this going to stick. You're being very specific in who you work with and how you work with them. Um, I think it can be so much easier from just writing the business, the standpoint of not having to try 15 markets in order to figure out where you might be able to place that business. No, I agree. I mean, I, and I think yeah, when I look at agencies and where where our long-term value is, I, I, I continue to think that it's going to be working with carriers to create comprehensive programs that drive larger and larger value to the clients and then quantifying that. And that's only going to come from deep expertise. I mean, carriers are looking for agencies that have real value, right? Not, not hey, you can go quote 50 freaking carriers and bring in the quotes, but how are you creating a sticky relationship with that client? Oh, it's because you're bringing in expertise about the risk. You, you have innate knowledge about the domain. Your producers talk the talk. Um, carriers, I think, feel much more comfortable in that situation than an agency that's just kind of all over the map. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and 
you know, it's like, it's so critical that we're able to build good quality relationships with our carriers. I mean, that, that is, that's absolutely, that's every, that's part of everybody's future in the insurance industry. Um, there's so much discussion, I think, when you are just taking general business, where it's the whole at-bats. You gave me, you gave me this many at-bats. And right. nobody wants to have that conversation. Like, I want to give you what it is that you want to write. And then we're saving everybody time. So again, your dollar is going further. And I mean, those should be better, those should be better risks for the carrier. They know them inherently. They have programs <laughs> that are designed specifically to uh, help fix that stuff, right? And, and help make it safer. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, uh, you don't lose. Uh, so yeah, let's flip it on the, the, the other side. I mean, are there negatives to being niched out or, or super niched out? I mean, you know, I, I know that Chris faces a problem with growing commercial accounts because they're so niched into personal, but it's just like, eh, I mean, they're driven by personal. And so I, he, they wouldn't be where they are if they didn't niche out. Now they can go explore how to do cross-selling. Do you see, do you see significant disadvantage if you do niche out? Uh, I mean, I think, it, I think it can be tough. I think you have to have a place, like we have to have a place in our agency to take general business. So stuff that falls outside of the niche because we want to make sure that we're serving the insurance needs of our community you know, pre-qualifying based on other parameters outside of your class of business, I think always has to come into play. I think that's always important. But being able to have a home for um, business other than something very, very specific, uh, I, I think you, if you want to be able to uh, expand, which we have to be able to, um, like I said, work across the community, no matter what the class of business is, I just think you have to be open to that. Yeah. Otherwise the owners get all freaked out. Oh, we're pigeonholed. You know, like I, I've had more conversations with like, do you want to put aviation on a website? And they're like, Oh no, because if we put aviation on a website, that means they'll only think of us as an aviation person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, do you want to put these 400 niches on the website? Because then they'll think of you as all the niches. I mean, you know, what's the win yeah. there. And so, but well, well, great. I think that was a good conversation about niches, Olivia. I, I hope that our listeners took something away. I think the main thing is, you know, is your agency niching out? Is or Do you see stacking of expertise dealing with specific risks? Is that, is that a strategic play? Do you create programs with your carriers? You know, is it something that you have a lot of conversations about? And if not, I would challenge you to, to have those conversations, either as the ops team, as the account manager, as the producer. Um, you know, I think that I, I think an account manager's life is better if they're, if they're deep in an expertise. So would you, would you think that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As an account manager that came from a very general book that I was servicing, um, I, I do look back and think if, if there was, if there was something that would have been um, more of a constant day after day, there may have been you know, 20 odd accounts here, but if the majority of them are very focused, it's so much easier to be able to uh, proactively work with a client and be able to better assess their needs and allow that producer to keep going out there selling. And you just feel more confident in your ability mm -hmm. to make sure you don't screw up and have a ENO, right? I mean, yep. all right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to us today. This has been the Digital Broker. Please check NDO out at www.useindio.com. If you are not a part of the Digital Broker uh, group on LinkedIn, we'd love to have you. Olivia, how can they get a hold of you? I know you do some videos on LinkedIn. If, if they are trying to check you out and get to know you better, how do they do that? <laughs> 
Well, you can check me out on LinkedIn. It's just Olivia Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. Um, otherwise, my email address, oschmidt at tricorinsurance.com. All right, well, you guys have a good day and we'll be back to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and E&O free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.